Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast, dropping your trick-or-treat bag every week. It almost feels like two weeks, but it actually wasn't. It was not. It wasn't because we taped, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that. So we're still, we're we're still on. on schedule. We're on. <laughs> Barely. Nice try, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And today we are taking a trip to 2009. This is actually a viewer request. Our friend Andy wanted us to do, I mean, somebody we don't know I'm named Andy. Totally random person. <laughs> somebody we never met that just happens to listen somebody to our podcast. A huge fan that doesn't happen to be our friend and listens out of pity. <laughs> he, is, he is not invited to our pity party. He's just a random person. Um, Andy requests that we do 2009's. Drag me to hell. Sam Raimi's return to horror after doing three Spider-Man films and going, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with studio interference. Uh, and also we'll have our normal segments like... And Macho Man died, so he's like, I don't have the heart to go on with the Spider-Man series. <laughs> no Macho Man. No, no Buzzsaw. I'm out. I don't think Macho Man died until after the third movie was out. Really? Did Macho Man die in 2009? I thought he died during the second one or something. No, he didn't die that early. Didn't, didn't Macho Man die in 2009? I guess he was wrestling for TNA. Uh, maybe. Look look up whenever he died because Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007. Don't ask me why I know that just off the top of my head. I Just random, random little tidbits, I guess. <laughs> but I think he was still alive whenever uh, Sam Raimi was still doing all, all the Spider-Man movies. I was just kind of hoping that... Um, no, he died in 2011. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, those movies have been out. Yeah. This movie had been out <laughs> for two years. Oh, so you're right. Never mind. Macho Man should have been the gypsy. <laughs> 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 Which I, I don't think we're supposed to say gypsy, but... You gonna kick Macho Man out his own house? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yes, excuse us if we use... rising to the top. <laughs> what are they... <laughs> He is, he is the cream of the ghost crop. Um, which, yes, uh, we may say gypsy. We don't mean a derogatory no, term. No, not at all. Just referring to it being, a, I mean, the culture itself. I, I don't know if there's another word. I, I think there I is guess, another word for it, but... Um, we'll just... Uh, we'll, Eastern European. We'll just call them gypos. That's not better. <laughs> that's, Rocky, that's worse. <laughs> that's much worse. We'll say Eastern European. All right. Uh, but yeah, we'll have the other segments after that, though. Another curation. In Blaze's Cabinet Video Game Curiosities, uh-huh. a mythology biology that was haphazardly put together. <laughs> we put it together last second. Yes, very last second. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I woke up recently. Like hours ago. Mm-hmm. At this point, <laughs> no. But waking up at any time is recently—it's the worst. It's like I wish uh, another I didn't day. Wake up. This is—I <laughs> can't believe to go through this again. <laughs> What's that living? <laughs> but first, before all that, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Um, the more I work for Louis Vuitton, the more I hate Louis Vuitton. <laughs> well, shocker of the year. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who um, knew working for? A company like Louis Vuitton, you'd be fucking miserable. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, watched a few movies. Yeah. Uh, Vivarium, which I have not seen, came out in like 2018, I think. Yeah, with Jesse Eisenberg with Jesse and Eisenberg. Um, Emojin Poots. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was uh, 
I, I, you know, I only see it on there, and I'm like, eh, screw it. I can't find anything else. I'm gonna watch this. And I was pleasantly surprised. Like that was a, a good movie. It's like a long Twilight Zone episode. Oh shit! Frog in my throat. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. Um, and then I watched Apartment 143. Okay. And uh, you know, you could definitely tell it's an indie film. And some of it's like, eh, kind of cheesy effect. But it's not bad. It's pretty good. Right. I so. I didn't watch anything new. Nothing new. These are both uh, older. Yeah. This week I just rewatched. Uh, been a long time, but I rewatched the original song, Precinct 13. Oh, original yeah. Carpenter that's a great one. one. Uh, still good. And I also rewatched Point Break. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Um, because I'm following the new Beverly calendar for this month again, just watching a bunch of movies along with them. And this month is all action films. So both of those are on the calendar. Point break. A lot of great action sequences. Way too long for its own good. I forgot how bad Keanu Reeves is in that film. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, his old stuff is pretty rough most of the time. Yeah. I love, I mean, I love him as a person. Oh, for I sure. Think, I think he's got like, a lot better over the years. Hollywood but, like, you go back sweetheart. and you, yeah, you, oh, yeah, probably one of the sweetest guys in Hollywood. Watch Not Far From Now, something finally comes out. Somebody finally digs up dirt on Keanu and be like, God damn it. Yeah. We're going to cancel this episode. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, rewatching that. But here's the thing. You watch it, he's a star of it, but he's just getting, like, circles acted around him by fucking Patrick Swayze. So. Oh yeah. Well, uh, now he's dead. Now he's now he is ghost. <laughs> so now he can act circles around Patrick Swayze's grave. Yeah, I hope he returned that button to Patrick Swayze though. <laughs> Keanu Reeves has had a curse all these years. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little movie humor for you guys. The movie we're going to be talking about today. We have more things to talk about first. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> well. uh... So, we haven't talked about since it happened. Oh, yeah, another thing we watched real quick. We did watch WrestleMania. Hell, yeah, we watched WrestleMania. Um, I was there for the first day of it. I had to work the second day, but I almost left work because I got so fucking pissed off at my job <laughs> that I was like, fuck this, I'm going to go watch WrestleMania. And then I calmed down, and I thought like a rational person. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just suffer. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. But great. we watched the first day. I watched uh, Vince first McMahon day. took the world's worst stuff. Oh my gosh! And it was amazing. It was uh, on break at work in the break room. There's TVs that are always on ESPN, and they were showing the highlights of WrestleMania that night. And that was the first thing they showed. And I immediately texted you, and I was like, "Wow, I just saw Stone Cold give." Vince McMahon, the worst of You know what I love, though, is that St- Steve didn't give a fuck. He was laughing about yeah, it. He yeah. was like, ah! So was everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it was funny as fuck. There's actually, if you go on Mick Foley's Instagram, his son <laughs> filmed him watching it when it happened, and he is just, like, red-faced cackling at the... He's like, come on, Steve. <laughs> he Well, he called it the... the, the best and simultaneously worst stutter he's ever seen and uh it was uh there was a lot of fun matches um at, you know i was telling you how that last match was really short uh, oh the uh roman reigns one yeah roman reigns and oh. brock lesnar he yeah. actually got injured in the match and that's why they had to who did roman reigns oh really yeah roman reigns got injured what happened it looks like he uh tore the muscle in his shoulder blade like oh well i guess he can't detached. be champ anymore 
Mary give it to somebody else after two years. Well, they, he still won the match. Which I know. I was like, come on. Like, I get it. Like, he's he's a great bad guy because he does his job. I hate him. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, when a, when a hill is a good hill. You hate him. Then you hate him. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. And But I am at this point where I'm like, okay, I think the characters kind of run its course with this. I mean, speak of Roman Reigns and hills, somebody he co-starred a movie with, people forget The Rock was a hill. Yeah. The Rock, one of the most charismatic, nice guys that people know, like now, was well, yeah, in, people hated him. Back I in WWF, him. he was a hill, like yeah. he wasn't a good guy. I mean, he, he ended up being <laughs> yeah, a good guy eventually but... because he got popular. But yeah, when he first yeah. like at the beginning, I mean, Roman something. Reigns is popular, but his face yeah. run sucked. It was horrible. Yeah, so I guess right. I see why they do it, but I am kind of like, I would like to see somebody under the spot else under the spotlight. Yeah, um, Cody Rhodes. You know, were, you were there. Yeah, for I was that there for one. that. Those, those first days, Stone Cold Wrestling, Kevin Owens. Welcome to WrestleCast. This is Blaze Park. Yeah, that was that was that was really great because we thought Stone Cold <laughs> was going to fall apart. And it's like he's gonna come out, he's gonna stunner Kevin Owens, and that's gonna and be he's it. gonna walk off because this man a, is broken. And he did a whole fucking no holds barred match on the concrete. Also, he, he, got take, he took a drop on the concrete. on the concrete. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like I love I love Steve. I love that. And then he drank like 32 beers. Dude, the next day was even worse. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, just people throwing beers at him. He's dead now. Yeah, he died. <laughs> he died of alcohol poisoning and a broken body. No, but... And uh, a broken heart. And that's, you know, that's something I'll give Kevin Owens, is that no matter what you give Kevin Owens, he'll he'll make it good. Yeah. Like, he, you saw the picture that they uh, posted? Yeah, with together. The, yeah, with them yeah. together when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, there was... Uh, I thought... I actually liked the Bianca and uh, Bianca Belair and Becky and Lynch Becky, match. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Um, I loved the the women's triple threat tag team was actually really good. And uh, RK Bro uh, versus Street Profits in the Academy was really good. Yeah, um, that was the second day. What, but what did you think of that Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> Dude, I loved it. I mean, it was silly. I it saw was whenever all the silliness. I saw a wee man came out from under the. You know, Chris Bonnie was there. Yeah, I didn't see that part. He came out and uh, when Sami Zayn was trying to pin Johnny Knoxville and he ripped off his clothes and dressed as party boy and just started air humping over Sami Zayn. All I could tell from watching the, it was just silly. the highlights of the whole night, it felt like it was more aimed towards kids. Uh, I mean, I, th- I it think was so it was so goofy. It was supposed to be goofy. Yeah. And Sami Zayn, just awesome guy outside of the ring, great heel inside the ring, awesome wrestler. And. You know, he really just played up the match. It was really good. This was a good WrestleMania. Yeah. It was good. Now, um, now tell us what you thought. I about liked the co- it better than last year's. Tell us what you thought about the computer graphics. Oh, God. Those always piss me off. They do them every time, though. They don't do them just for WrestleMania. And I, the Undertaker I looked at, I was saying this. I was on LinkedIn because I'm yeah. always looking at positions because I'm broke. Because you're miserable with yeah. your job. Yeah. And where the fuck are you going? <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of hot in here. Um, but I was looking at like did and the like, animator jobs for WWE are paying like ninety k, yeah, like a year. And look and at then the work. you see them, and they look like a fucking bad PlayStation game. Like the, what the, the fuck? Fucking, they were doing the Hall of Fame stuff, and it was like Undertaker was doing his like coming out and being like you know waving by because he's retiring finally at, right. at fifty seven years old. I mean, good for him. Uh, like that guy's in a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, he's done his due so diligence. So he came out and 
hour before the show, this big, this giant computer yeah, graphic Undertaker, Undertaker. and uh, it's the so shittiest bad. Undertaker's like, oh, well, that's the send off. Yeah, they it's... had him come out again on Sunday, and he just walked out and then walked back. And they're, it was like, what? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, it was it was a good WrestleMania though. No, well, you know, now that I think about it, it's two days, and you probably got a lot of different fans on each day, and each group of the fans wants to see him. Yeah, right. So you know, that's probably a big. Oh yeah, point. they they're came. Like, they went to the show live. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably mm-hmm. like, well, okay, we'll give these people Undertaker on Sunday. Right. As well. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of great matches. Um, uh, yeah, it was a good WrestleMania. Yeah. The other thing though, what I was gonna say before I brought that up is that we haven't talked about this because this happened. The same night as our last show. So we haven't had time to talk about this event and the controversy surrounding it. But um, the Academy Awards happened. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about it. And, um, you know, we all know the elephant in the room um, that people are going crazy on the Internet over. I know you're all tired of hearing about it. I know that that it's been beaten to death over the last, you know, week and a half. Even though I literally just sent you a meme about it. Yeah, but we're going to talk about it. Um Hans Zimmer won for Best Composer. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. I They did this to spite me. Because I don't know if you know this, but all the judges of the Academy Award listen to me yeah, talk about Hans Zimmer, and they're like, no, 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 no. That's our special little boy. It's the one thing that people have taken away what from the Academy What did he even Award. win it for again? Dune. Fuck that. It's another <laughs> soundtrack. I haven't watched Dune yet. I, I want to. I haven't either, but I heard it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I like Denis Villeneuve. And I like, I mean, I love Arrival, Sicario. Yeah, Arrival's amazing. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, Still haven't watched the new Blade Prisoners Runner. is really good. I like like him as a director a lot. Um, but yeah, out of everything that happened at the Academy Awards, the most controversial thing that everybody won't shut up about Hans is Hans Zimmer winning Best Composer. Yeah, and that motherfucker wasn't even there. First of all. First of all, if you saw the pictures, accept the fucking award in a bathrobe and pajamas. He's a piece of shit. He didn't deserve it. Because he was in Europe, uh, he had some concert to do with his orchestra. Nobody gives a shit. Here's, here's my question. Why the fuck do they have an Academy Award on him? <laughs> what do you mean? He had the Oscar in, in Europe before he knew he won. Why did they have that with him? Wait, before he knew he, he had to know then? Yeah, well, you would think, but they, they the winners aren't supposed to know they won. So why well, was it? So do do they know if like you're going to be out of town or like because of social distancing they give you like a maybe like like a dud Academy Award they compose with if you win and you're not at the award show? Like they give it to your agent and it's like if he wins, like he's nominated if he wins and take a picture with this and send it to us so we can put it on our website or whatever. Yeah. Is that what happened? Or did this motherfucker still won? I have no idea. Maybe they sent him like a, hey, this is a fake Oscar. If you win it, you can hold it up like the real Oscar. Fake like your career, Hans. Yeah, you're a piece of shit, Hans Zimmer. Fight us. See you in the octagon. We haven't heard, yeah, we haven't heard you accept our challenge yet. It's been two episodes now. Dana White is waiting. Two episodes since Blaze drunkenly said that we're going to beat you up. And now it's an engagement. Speaking of which, where's that wine you said was old? <laughs> it's, it's right there. It's that bottle of Coppola wine on the Let's counter. Let's try it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have a wine tasting <laughs> on the air. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do everything in my body. that no so glasses, I, 
we're just gonna we're just gonna pass a bottle between each other. And then we can start drinking the orange liqueur. I'm trying to do everything to my body to where I don't have to go into work today. <laughs> so I already had uh, my lunch with multiple cups of coffee. We've had hookah, and now we're having this. Is it sour? Um, maybe. Is this gonna make us throw up like and drag me to hell? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop throwing up. Oh yes, it's definitely went very vinegary. I opened this like two months ago. Yeah, it's an old bottle of wine. Well, all I know about wine is you got to keep it hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tastes like straight vinegar almost. <laughs> Should we keep drinking it? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the yeah. Uh... We're just, I, we'll see what happens. <laughs> There's just an in memoriam episode next week. We're both dead. Paige is like, I don't know what they were thinking. It's the only episode that she'll listen to. This is dying on air. She's like, what happened? Um, yeah, speaking of horror. Oh, yeah, but first. Oh, my God, that is very vinegary. I actually just replaced that wine with uh, red vinegar. So. Oh. Jokes on you. I was just waiting till your alcoholism came back out and you drank straight vinegar and didn't realize it. Did it work? Oh, okay. All right. Um, Hans I mean, Zimmer. I can't drink that much and there's not a lot left. Yeah. But we got another bottle. What? We got bottles of other stuff. Oh, okay. We got the liqueur. We have. Mm-mm. We'll drink mixers. <laughs> we'll drink mixers. I've been in a liquor store recently. Um, yes, Hans Zimmer. Face us. You bitch. I challenge you to pawn far. Speaking of pang. Speaking of. To pang. Accept my offer and let Pawn Zimmer challenge us to pawn far. There is lust in my loins for the blood of Hans Zimmer. And I know that's not what pawn far is for typically, but. Moving on. <laughs> speaking of horror. <laughs> Even though we didn't say anything about Have horror. Have we been speaking of horror? <laughs> no. Um, did you did you see MGK's cover that System of a Down song? <laughs> yes, it's so bad. It's so bad. I hate him so much. Uh, that was honestly oh. my least favorite part of the Jackass movie. Oh, oh is he in it? Mm-hmm. Is it Eric Andre also? Yeah, very shortly though. Like one skit. Did you like the new Jackass movie? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's something I watched. I watched the new Jackass okay. movie. Wow, it's that's fun. That's straight vinegar. <laughs> Keep going. I've um, been sipping. But MGK uh, did this cover of System of Down, which people are comparing to that uh, cover that Johnny Cash did of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a piece of shit that is, right? Right. Um, of of what's his name from. Uh, well, I guess it was the whole band, but they're on the top of him. But Puddle Mud, Puddle Mud did that. Uh, was it Nirvana cover they did, right? Yes, they did that, and uh, it was terrible. And I think it was was that also on Howard Stern, or was that they did that for something else? No, that was something else. Yeah, but it was fucking hilarious. But MGK did a cover of System of Down's Aerials, and it is atrocious. And I just want to bring this up because System of a Down. <laughs> It's one of those bands I've realized that, like, whenever you're probably, like, middle school, high school, and you first listen to them, 
if you're a fan at all, you're probably like, oh, they're good, or you really like them, right? Yeah. Then you get older, and you realize, System of Down fucking sucked. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 there's some songs by them I'm like, eh, it's not bad. I realize that Serge Tankian and Darren Melkin, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, both their voices are grating. <laughs> they can get old. Their vocals uh, are grating. <laughs> I will say in that, though, but I've seen Serge do like the orchestras and stuff, and it was actually pretty good. That's so why, like, MGK in the video is like, yeah, but, I mean, it's hard to, like, mimic Surge. I mean, he's, like, a vocal god. I'm like, really? He doesn't have that crazy range. <laughs> it's like, it's a, Aerials is a pretty easy song to cover if you've been a decent vocalist. Like, it's not very difficult. And that motherfucker comment. butchered it. <laughs> butchered it. You could probably sing it better. Let's go. Do- All right, welcome to Blade Apple's Karaoke. Go, Blaze. Oh! <laughs> 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 um... But yeah, I want to bring that up because it was horrifying, and that was another hot news topic, and we don't just want to talk about straight horror. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want to because it's our show. Anything else? <laughs> Any other things you want to bring up before we go to the main topic? Yes. What? What do you think? You have to see you cringing when you sip that. <laughs> hey, pass the vinegar, you <laughs> <fucking>. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you keep it? <laughs> Look what you're making us do. <laughs> We're falling apart here, guys. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add? Nah, I guess not. <laughs> you sure? You seem like you're thinking about something. I was, but I lost it. Oh. I took a sip of the vinegar and I was like, <laughs> this goes on salad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that uh, brings us to our main topic. The trailer time. Trailer time. If you want to know too much about a movie before you see it, you can pay nothing and watch it on online for free. <laughs> Half the movies are now in the trailer, coming up served hot. Oh, yeah. Trailer time. <laughs> Mr. Jacks, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Rubin, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call. Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything. But now, I Mrs. humble myself Mrs. before Gennish, you. Please. I beg you. Please let go. Please let go. Security! You shame me. Soon it will be you who comes begging to me. Someone has cursed you. He's the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity.
It's coming for me. Where's that hobo wine? Uh, we drank it. Fuck. Don't worry, I made another mixed drink. It's all right. What do we have on the cocktail menu today? <laughs> uh, I kind of just put what's left in my bar <laughs> into it because I need to make a liquor store run. So we have a little absolute, a little bit of orange liqueur, and a little bit of, uh, uh, what's, what is it, Midori? To all you bartenders out here, it's not that hard. <laughs> 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 Once you get drunk enough, it's fine. Yeah, just, I mean, but we aren't, so just yeah, making us sick. I could put shit in a glass. <laughs> Says guy who gets stressed out if two people ask him for something. What was that face? Why did you do that? I'm just, I'm just swallowing it. Oh. <laughs> you know, the, the the average weekend thing you say. <laughs> just swallow it. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of gross. The yeah. second taste. Good thing I have this coffee to back up. <laughs> Hey, while we're sitting here, I have some spearmint nicotine packets. Do you want one? No. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Um, <laughs> but, but yes. Oh, no. Okay. Sam Raimi's 2009 Return to Horror dragged me to hell. Um, He had just been... He just came off of directing those three Spider-Man films. He was pretty fresh off of it. This uh, this was actually a script that he wrote back in the 90s with his brother, Ivan. It was originally titled The Curse. And uh, they wrote it right after Army Is it of... the same brother that was in Creepshow with him? No, that's Ted. That's Ted. Uh, that's right. Um, so uh, he uh, uh, actually wrote the script for this right after Army of Darkness. They wrote... Um, it is Ted, right? I'm, I'm yeah. second-guessing myself. No, you're Ted right. Ramey, it right? is Ted. Um, I was double-checking. Uh, him and Ivan actually wrote this screenplay right after Army of Darkness, but then because of different film projects he was doing, kept on getting put on the back burner, back burner. And then he had to do all the Spider-Man films. Yeah. Take, take it back. <laughs> no? No, I'm, I'm going to keep sharing it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying it's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> Um, I would have put rum chata, but you can't have rum chata because you're vegan. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, no chata for me, please. Yes. So they uh, this script had been written. They were shopping it around, and then he started doing the Spider-Man films. He got busy with that. There was a huge story, studio ordeal where contractually he had to do two that he wanted to do. <laughs> and the third one, which is like, okay, I'm going to make a third one, and it's just going to be Sandman. It's going to be great. And then, it wasn't. then Sony was like, put Venom in there. He's like... I don't know anything about that character. It's like, yeah, well, the fans want him in there. He's like, uh, okay. He's going to play him. The guy from that 70s show. He's like, fine. And he's now, I mean, been very open how much he was not happy with the final product of Spider-Man 3. I wish somebody would bonk me on the head so I could forget all that. Oh, man, I forgot about that line. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, but that's that's something that's good about Drag Me to Hell is that it really feels like Sam Raimi – Doing something that he wants to do. Yeah, he was just like, fuck it. Him having a return to horror. And at this time, he didn't know if he was going to direct Drag Me to Hell. He actually offered it Edgar Wright. Ooh, that would have been interesting. Um, But Edgar Wright chose... At the at the time, he was busy doing Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, no. And he said... He, wasn't, he said even if he wasn't, he wasn't interested in doing it anyways. Because he's like, I love Sam Raimi. And I feel like if I did this movie, it would just be like doing karaoke. He's like, I would just be doing a Sam Raimi impression. Like, you can't. Yeah. Which I understand, I respect. 
Even though I think Edgar Wright would do great with a movie I like Drag Me to Hell. Great, but it wouldn't feel like Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi is very distinct. <laughs> Let's just pass it over here. <laughs> Sam Raimi is a very distinct voice and uh, direction style. <laughs> but it's, 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 so it's syrupy. It's very syrupy. It tastes like cough syrup. Yeah, it tastes like cough syrup. <laughs> I actually just gave you medicine. Um, My but, cough. But yeah, it's this gone. is... Uh, <laughs> But um, this is a morality tale, and uh, that's what the script started as. So he wanted to make a story about a character who morally is a very good person, everything like that, but makes one bad decision out of greed or yeah, it was total of, greed. Yeah, to to go hire a job, whatever, and seeing the ramifications of that decision, which is pretty bad in this. She gets fucked over pretty hard, but um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I would. Yeah, I would say uh, I don't know if the punishment fit the crime. <laughs> it's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy punishment. Um, but we'll get to that. We will have. I mean, we're gonna have to talk about the ending of this movie because the ending of the film is great. Yeah. Um. So if you haven't seen Drag Me to Hell, uh, stop this podcast and watch it. Then come back and listen. I if think you I have. Think that, I think you can find it on Tubi and Amazon for free. I think it's it's available it's on, on a lot of streaming services. Um, so yeah, watch it. It's a really fun film. And then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast because we're going to go into some spoilers. But you want to take point on this since I took point last time? Yeah, sure. All right, so go for it. So the movie starts off with our protagonist, Christine. Yeah, played and by uh, Elson Lohman. Yeah, you just do that whenever you need to. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Donkey. And Christine is working at a bank. And she's been talking about this promotion she wants for assistant manager of the branch. And her boss is kind of a douchebag. Mm-hmm. And so is her coworker, Stu, who's new. And when asking about the position, um, they, the manager points out that, you know, the thing about Stu is he knows how to make tough decisions. And she's like, I can make tough decisions. And then worst possible timing <laughs> we have mrs ganoush yes who comes in uh the eastern european woman with a cloth and very eastern european <laughs> and uh is asking for an extension uh on the loan for her house because she cannot pay because she has a bad eye and she's not been able to work yeah, I figured it would. I, th- I figured it was just a mix between whatever happened to her eye and probably all the doctor bills and being old and yeah. being old. Yeah, not holding on. I mean, she's job. got dentures that are rotting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you you do feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, this sucks. And she's begging this girl, and she looks ex- like a deadite. <laughs> yeah, and she's begging the woman to please extend her loan just one more time, and she will have the money for it. And then her boss makes the sly decision when she goes asked about the extension that, uh, you know, that is a tough call. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, this is my chance, which seems like a really bad time to take that chance. Yes. Which it, you think it would be better, like, I want to start a bicycle business. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, there's 12 of bike shops in this town and it's like well i want to make another one can i have a loan to do it please <laughs> and then that would be a decision to say no no yes 
This one this was like old, an old woman didn't woman. have a place yes. to live, and she's begging to keep her house that she's had for 30 years. She's like, I should be able to get some money soon. And she goes, I'm sorry, we can't extend the loan. Yeah. So the woman goes on her knees and starts begging her, like, please, please extend this loan. Also, uh, she, let me let me add in real quick. Yeah. That we didn't mention the massive amounts of sexism. <laughs> Oh, that, oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That Christine has hey, to face Gr- in her workplace. Christine, grab me a sandwich while you're You should take lunch. Grab me a sandwich while you're out. Yeah. <laughs> they, all the guys bully her. There's definitely some I sexism going no on mayo, there. Stu you- has a mayo fascination that we came up with. <laughs> that was the only thing that made sense to us. <laughs> There's a man with a bucket of gravy who looks very much like Sam Neill outside. <laughs> He's a goodness gravy. Good gravy. It's like. I want a mayo on this club. All, all that's on it is just gravy. It's a turkey club. <laughs> Who poured this gravy isn't a all over it? Thanksgiving sandwich. <laughs> what the fuck. But uh, <clears throat> so yes, she does have to deal with a lot of that, and um, so the woman starts begging her on her knees, and she's like, "I can't. There's nothing I can do." And she grabs her by the skirt to just kind of grovel. And she's like trying to kiss her skirt. Yeah, and, like, just feel to like, like kiss please, her skirt. Please, Nothing like trying yeah. to harm her. Yeah. She's and then literally she's like, begging. Security! Begging. Security! Yeah. And the woman's like, you shamed me mm-hmm. in front of everybody. I beg you and you shamed me. <laughs> and then she starts trying to fuck her up. <laughs> yeah. Well, she rips a button off of her. Not yet. No, not yet. That happens the next scene. Yeah. That's right. Um, so yeah. after they escort her out of the building. Which uh, also, her car... Oh, is yes. Sam Raimi's Delta, um, which is in all of his movies. People probably know it best as Ash Williams' car, um, but that was actually Sam Raimi's car from high school. And now um, it is Mrs. Ganusha's car. Yeah, yeah, but it's in all of his movies. You could probably see in the background, even his Western, Quick and the Dead, he took two parts, I think they took like the engine block and something else, and put it inside of a wagon that he caught on it, like in the background. So, like, parts of it or the whole vehicle is in every one of Sam Raimi's films is a little Easter it's, it's egg. It's a neat little touch. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, a, there's a few neat touches in this. I found out that um, one of the names is actually a reference in this movie. Uh, a character that isn't in the movie but gets referred to is named Sander, which is the name of his brother that died at 15 years old on oh a trip God. in Israel uh, while swimming. He drowned. Oh and God. also his nephew's name is Sander. So it's a little reference to them. He has a lot of little references to like people and things. Also, uh, another little bit of trivia, frequent collaborator who's in all of his movies and can put him in there. Bruce Campbell did get offered a role in this film, but he's too busy with burn notice. So he had to turn it down. I actually really like that show. I like that show too. I mean, it's basically the same episode over and over again, yeah, but, but I'm fine. But I like the character so much in it yeah. that, um, but yeah, Bruce Campbell got, uh, the offer. Who do you think he would have played in this movie? If what what was this is gonna? <laughs> <laughs> I think you shamed me. I think he would have been the bank manager. Yeah, he probably would have been the bank manager. He'd been the bank manager. He'd been the perfect like asshole for the yeah, bank manager. I, that that or like I mean, if they made him a little bit older, the guy that's trying to get like the promotion and everything, like oh, sniffling like an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Where was I? About uh her getting shamed and then uh oh right right and attacking her and yeah so let me take a swig of this garbage <laughs> it's kind of what you would expect at the bottom of your trash can yeah but you gotta get used to it mm-hmm. it's not that bad now <clears throat> okay uh yeah so 
after she's escorted out, she ends up talking with her boyfriend, Clay, who is played by Justin Long. Mm-hmm. And he does a great job in it. You know, he, he's the... Justin Long is just one of those guys you can throw in a role Kill and he'll he'll just be like, yeah. 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 He's fine. <laughs> Kill it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Justin Long, I mean, at this time he was in a lot of different things and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. He was all over the place. Mainly bad early 2000s comedies. but <laughs> Like, uh, what was that movie where he makes his own college? Remember that film with him and Jonah? It was like one of the yeah, first movies Jonah version. Hill was in also. Task me about my wiener. Yeah, that, that's a, oh my God. I remember in high school, it was like the one line everybody was fucking yeah, representing was so all annoying. the time. Uh, accepted. Accepted, yeah. yeah, that's it. And uh, But just we like Justin Long. Come no, on he seems like show. a super nice guy. Come on the show. Yes. I, mean, I loved your So we can talk about Tusk. Show. <laughs> it was like, what was that like? <laughs> Doing Tusk. <laughs> I don't know. Kevin Smith just kept bitching about Bruce Willis. <laughs> he was just high and bitching about Bruce Willis all day. He's like, you're way better to work with him, Bruce Willis. He's a real dick. Which Kevin Smith just retracted everything he's... Well, he didn't retract everything he said about Bruce Willis. He's like, I feel like a fucking dick now. Like, all this stuff is coming. Like, why? Why do you feel like a dick? If, he didn't if, have it then. If you had... Well, I mean, he may have. But even if he did, like, who gives a fuck? Like, if you had a bad experience, somebody treats you like fucking shit. Like, it doesn't matter, like, if they get sick or whatever. No, you, they like, that's your, your like experience. Like, yeah, yeah. If somebody's like a complete prick to you for years and then gets cancer you're like oh well he wasn't that bad no he was that bad like no he, like this is you still dealt with that that you had emotional damage from it like fuck that guy <laughs> yeah it's no he shouldn't feel bad about that yeah like if he said like i hope you get aphasia yeah maybe <laughs> and he's like whoops <laughs> oh no what a specific thing to ask for <laughs> uh well maybe he didn't extend his time on cop out and Kevin Smith cursed him with a maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe it was the idea that Bruce Willis wanted Cop Out 2 so bad that whenever he found out that it wasn't happening, he tried to trick himself into forgetting that Cop Out 2 wasn't going to get made and gave himself a fascia. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But moving on. So she's hanging out with her boyfriend and she finds this little quarter. That's really rare because he's, a, he's coin a coin collector, collector yeah. like a fucking loser. <laughs> Which his dad apparently knows a lot about also because they visit his yeah. parents later on. It's one of those hobbies you pick up from your parents. And yeah, uh, that should be. Yeah. What young person just does that on their own? I don't know. Bart Simpson collects stamps. Fuck you. It's true. <laughs> I don't think it's not. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> um yeah, so she's hanging out with him, and she's going to meet back at the house with him later that night. And she starts walking out to her car and notices Mrs. Ganusha's car is still parked in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. And she hears the coughing. She gets into her car very hastily and mm-hmm. notices the napkin that Mrs. Ganusha was holding flying around the parking garage. And then from the shadows comes Mrs. Ganoush in the backseat of her car and starts attacking her. Mm-hmm. Great little sequence. Yeah, right really good sequence. This and whole, she this starts whole ramming the car yeah. into so many different things, trying to get her off. Not only that, she has a little mini stapler yeah, in her center console. Her, <laughs> stapling her face. Yeah, she staples her bad eyes shut. Like I, Okay, I forgot to mention this, that Sam Raimi wanted to make a PG-13 film, unlike his other horror films, which are R-rated. Just for a change. He thought it would be more challenging. Like, instead of relying so much on, like, gore and all that stuff, 
he wanted to make something that he was just did. a lot of gross and stuff. There's a lot of blood. I, I think we watched the unrated version, though, oh, because the okay. unrated version has more blood in it. Okay. But watching it, it's like, man, they got away with, like, quite a bit of gore for a PG-13 well, I think, film. You know, people have been commenting a lot how PG-13 used to mean a lot different things earlier. Yeah, so a little bit of history about it is that back in the day, the rating system was GPGRX. Yeah. Um, and then whenever Temple of Doom and Gremlins came out, it was kind of in this weird spot where it was a little bit too dark for like a young PG audience, but it wasn't R-rated either. So like some of the stuff may be too scary for Chill. anybody under 13, so they made the PG-13 rating. Yeah. So when they were trying to figure out, there were some movies that you watch from the 80s that are still like, huh, that's kind of weird that this didn't get an R. Yeah, because they're trying crazy. to figure out like where that that median Bunch of was. Naked people. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like the it's definitely pushing the limits of the PG thirteen rating. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> after she flings the lady out of the car uh, through the windshield after ramming it into another car, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Ganoush. Gets up, breaks the window with a cinder block, mm-hmm. and where she got that in a parking garage, I'm not sure. Out of a wall. Uh, she's strong. <laughs> and um, She's very strong. <laughs> she rips a button off Christina's coat Yeah. and starts chanting something at it, and the wind starts blowing, and Christina kind of fades in and out, and she's gone. Yeah. And that is when... A lot of strange incidents begin happening with Christina. Yeah, there's so many that we don't have to go beat by beat. Yeah, no, it'd take way too long. But strange things start happening, Christine. Winds blowing out of nowhere. Pots and pans jangling. Shadows of demons. Shadows of Visions demons. of Miss Ganoush. Yep, spitting maggots on her. All over the place. A lot of throw up in this. Yeah, tons. She's either getting tackled, getting thrown up on, or she's throwing up, or she's having crazy nosebleeds. So, before that happens, though, she sees a psychic. And yes. And she's, you know, telling just, well, Clay, her boyfriend, that yes. she really wants to see this guy and just see what happens. A psychic played by, I think the actor's name is Ipa Rao, um, who I thought would have... Really happen. good actor. You know, around this time, he did this movie, he did Inception, he did Avatar. Um, and I thought he would just have a bigger career because he's a very good actor. But if you look at his filmography, he hasn't done a whole lot. Which is always kind of surprising because I thought he was a very, you know, charming yeah, addition he's a very to likeable actor. Um, Inception and this and fuck Avatar, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we're gonna get like six of those movies. We we aren't. James Cameron died before then, but thank God. But we're, Somebody, we are getting a second Disney one. Will take it over. The most, the most. They'll give it to highest grossing <laughs> film that nobody gives a fuck about. It has no fan base, but somehow it's the top grossing film of all and time. And it has a, which is its bonkers. Own fucking park in Disney. Yeah, it's a pretty cool aesthetically, but the rides suck in it. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine because the movies suck. Yeah. Um. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, about Avatar uh, sucks. <laughs> about about Ipparel, about her going to see the medium. Yeah. So she sees the medium. Well, he's, he's he's not just a medium. He's kind of like a fortune teller and a cultist kind of. Yeah, uh, he's got a lot of things going on. Yeah, for him. He, but he has a store. He has a shop in the middle. Of town. And he also sells sitar CDs. <laughs> he sure does. And uh, so he starts 
doing the reading and trying to tell her fortune and he's like uh there's some bad shit going on yeah we're going to have to continue this another time yeah you have something connected to you <laughs> yeah something's wrong yeah and so he does end up popping up more and more in the movie mm-hmm. but then things start to escalate from dreams and visions to where she's sitting at work and she has a report her boss is very pleased with and thinks is going to be like the thing that gets her the promotion and then her nose starts bleeding on it. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you have a nosebleed. She's like, oh, no. And then immediately starts spewing blood all out over the place. <laughs> awesome. Um, and starts spewing it all over her boss, whose reaction is, stop it. <laughs> stop it. And it's like, no, take her to the fucking hospital. You know, like, I don't run somebody over and then be like, stop it. You're bleeding everywhere. Ew. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> all, all over her reports because he gave her like, oh man, like, I really like this report you wrote. If you could finish it up so I can show it to the vice president of the company tomorrow. And she's like, okay. And she brings it in. And she nosebleeds all over it. Yeah. So then uh, while this is happening, Stu notices the report and steals it. Yeah. Which, which I, I was kind of just hoping in the back of my mind that he didn't even try to retype it out, but try just turn it in as is. I'm like, He's there's like, no, blood that's all ma- over this. There's blood on it, and it says Christina. That's my maiden name. <laughs> Christina Stu. I don't think we ever get a last name for her, do we? Uh, no, there there is, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, okay. But um, <laughs> so eventually she's like, okay, I have to go find this woman and see what the hell's going on. So she gets the address that she found on the loan for her granddaughter, goes to her granddaughter's house, and her granddaughter knows right off the bat who the fuck she is. Yes. And she walks into the house, and they're having like this little party. It they're seems a big old Greek funeral. <laughs> yeah, and. My big fat Greek funeral. <laughs> My big fat Greek funeral. And uh, they're just gambling and drinking and eating, and there's just a body laying in the middle yeah, of it all. <laughs> and you find out it is Mrs. Ganusha's funeral. Yeah. She freaks out, turns around because she's hearing strange sounds, and falls onto the body of Mrs. Ganush, which falls on top of her and immediately starts pouring out formaldehyde from her mouth, I assume. <laughs> yes. Um and just they bombing fluids all over. Pick her up and put her down, and that's pretty much the end of the scene. She got no help. <laughs> no, her well, granddaughter well, said, like, like you, you, you deserve you, yeah, all this. Yeah, you're you're going to get worse, and you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that didn't help. <laughs> no. Um. She goes back to the the seer or medium. Also, I, I think it's funny to speak of the medium is that whenever they first go there, Justin Long is like, I don't believe this shit. Like, I'm not paying for this and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'll pay for it. It's like, you know what? Actually, I'll pay for it since you want to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. and, and he pays with a, 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 a fucking credit card. A platinum card. A platinum card. Which he makes a comment on. Yeah. Platinum. He's like, ooh, platinum. And then, like, once everything happens, like, Justin like, this is complete bullshit. Like, I want a refund. He's like, I'm not going to give you a refund. You pay with a credit card. How do you get a refund with a credit card? Well, no, no, no. The guy was like, no, I'm going to give you your money back. And he said, no, don't worry about yeah. it. Don't worry about it. And he was like, he didn't, he didn't really try. He did take the money. Like, <laughs> it's like, fuck you, man. He tried to give it back. Like, <laughs> He knows like he can't do shit about this. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so they go back after all these events start happening. And uh, he starts bringing up the idea of an animal sacrifice. Right. Um. She goes back home, 
and is just kind of playing it off and playing with her adorable kitten. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you see where this is going. Well, well, he says, yeah, he says you'd have to have animal sacrifice. And she isn't thinking about it at that moment. But the shadow of this goat demon starts showing up and crawling around the house and screeching and breaking things. Which is named Lamia. Lamia, mm-hmm. which we will be talking about later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she slams the door and the shadows of the hands start reaching through. And she immediately thinks, well, animal sacrifice, stab cat, and starts stabbing the shit out of her adorable It's pretty kitten. shocking. Yeah. And then you're sitting there thinking like, you know, I'm pretty sure there's like a whole ritual to this, and you just stabbed a kitten. Just, I don't think that's how it works. Like, the demon probably left that day because he was like, oh my God. Like, Jesus Christ. That's just a poor kitten. You didn't even put a salt circle around she you. She goes and like, tells the medium, is like, oh my God. Like, no, we, we need to have a ritual. I'm not just talking about just kill something, just have blood on you. Like, we need to have like a whole thing. She's like, oh, it's like, if you want to kill like three fucking kids, like, it'll be like, Oh, no, like you fought the demon by murdering children. No, we need to have a ritual first. Then it'll make it okay killing the children. Yeah. But <laughs> but, um, but if you just kill them on your own, it'd be wrong. But if we have like a circle and we do it in the circle or there's like a table and, you know, or an altar, then it's fine. Yeah. But you just kill them like as that, they're coming like home from school, the... then you're a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, keep that in mind, future serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Have rituals instead. Yeah. If it'll you say satanic rituals, then it'll be fine. Um. You'll get a lot more press. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, you'll get a movie for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about it on our shitty podcast. <laughs> uh, and we'll make a bunch of jokes. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. <laughs> Everyone will laugh except the family of the people who were deceased. <laughs> but, Unless uh, we're laughing on the inside. We're like, it's pretty, it pretty funny, but I really miss Eric. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I miss my six-year-old son. <laughs> okay, it was a ritual, lady. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't come on. murder. <laughs> you know the rules. <laughs> you, knew, you knew this was a risk when you were having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> They'll tell you beforehand, if you decide to have this crotch goblin, just know, just know, that at a certain age, it's completely possible they get kidnapped and used as a sacrifice to fight a demon. Or some other supernatural thing. It, it's going to happen. Like who? Who would do that? I mean, uh, uh, maybe a bank teller. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, bank, maybe some bank teller. Just fighting a gypsy curse. <laughs> Sorry, Eastern European curse. Um, Whatever. So, we... Uh, fuck, I forgot where I was. I was laughing at Crotch Goblin. I love to go back to... Well, she kills the kitten and goes <laughs> oh, back to... Oh, kills the kitten and goes back to the guy and he's like, no. He's like, like listen, I... I demons they react differently like it depends like there's no rule book for this it's just like this is one thing that can help you need to see this specialized woman who can help you contact this demon and we need to speak to it yes well before that she goes and visits justin long's parents oh yeah i forgot about that um so earlier in the film like before all this shit starts she goes and visits justin long clay whatever uh, at his job and they're having lunch and then as she's leaving he gets a call from his mom talking which, about how he should get a successful girl which he takes on speakerphone in his office and his girlfriend just right left while she's there a speakerphone that's loud as fuck and first of all unless you're driving i hate being on speakerphone unless either i'm driving or if i'm like 
somebody's in the room with me and we're both like trying to hear the conversation. Yeah, like, people yeah, just yeah. Like, walk around in public a speakerphone and it's just them them yelling back and forth and shit. I'm just like, just fucking talking to the phone. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um so him just like talking to speakerphone in the first place in the middle of his office building about like really personal matters, like who he's dating and shit like that. First of all, I'm like, why? Yeah. It's <laughs> second of all, like right when that conversation started, just in the thought of being like, my girlfriend just left. She may still be like maybe getting a drink of water at the water fountain before she walked out, went to the bathroom right at the and hallway. And heard you being and a bitch. Can, yeah. And she hear everything right, right before she leaves. Maybe she pick up the phone. I'm like, mom, 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 stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. no, he just keeps on talking to yeah. her. <laughs> So they go to his parents' house for dinner. Yeah, and, and they are rich, rich snobs. Very rich snobs. Very bitchy They're people. awful. They're awful. Uh, um, not so much the dad. Definitely the mom, though. She's terrible. Yeah. And she starts asking a bunch of personal questions while Christina is having this breakdown because there's all these screeching sounds and stuff that only she can hear. <laughs> um, you know, like, not a crazy person. Yeah. And uh, then... Uh, Ganesh's eyeball pops out of the piece of cake she's eating and she stabs it and blood starts pouring out, but nobody can see it but her. Yeah. And then she sees the demon's hoof shadows showing through the door and she freaks out and throws a glass at it and the mother's like, oh, 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 I'm rich. What? Like, Yeah, I think you should leave. Yeah. Which also during dinner, like they're talking and she brings up something about her mom. Yeah, why aren't you close with your mom? And it's then like she's, she's like, What's her problem? Bad alcoholism. Yeah, it's... well, even before that, Justin Long's like, um, this kind of the private. Guys who just drank vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Oh, well, it's kind of personal. I don't want to talk about it. And the mom is just like, No, nah, you're talking about it. <laughs> like, you're, you're going to talk about this super personal scarring on the first time we meet within like the first like. 15 minutes when I've been nothing but a complete fucking asshole to you this whole fucking time. I want you to spill personal details of your life that have given you emotional damage. It's just like, yeah, my mom's an alcoholic. And since my dad and her broke up, her dad passed away. Her dad died. Died, yeah. Like, she's even worse. And she's like, ah, you have balls. Like, ah, you know, you got... You're very you're confident. I like that. It's just like, and then she has the freak out, and she's like, "Go! Oh, yeah. You threw glass! Ah! Yeah, you're you monster!" <laughs> it's like I'm the monster. I'm the fucking monster. Those are fine, Crystal. Okay. Ah! <laughs> uh, I think, I think any decent pair of parents would be like, "Oh my god, are you okay? Like, yeah. did you hurt yourself?" But she's like, "Get out of my home!" <laughs> no, she's the worst. <laughs> yeah, she's awful. And then tells Justin Long or Clay not to follow her out. <laughs> yes. Um. So eventually, she's sick of it, and she goes around. She starts grabbing all of her prized possessions and goes to sell them along with her jewelry. Because she has to come up with $10,000. Yeah, for the for the ritual she needs done. Mm-hmm. And uh, as she's packing things away, the ghost of Ganoush attacks her in the shed while she's packing. And <laughs> oh, boy. Thankfully, they have an anvil hanging on the On a ceiling. pulley system. <laughs> on a pulley system in their shed in the middle of California. Yeah. You know, where you do uh, blacksmithing, I guess. <laughs> You just have big comically sized animals just hanging. It said Acme. <laughs> might as well have. They might as well have. And it falls down after she cuts the rope while Ganesh is choking her. And it smashes her head and her eyeballs pop all over her. Her eyeballs and other entrails. And it's CGI'd. Number two. Yeah, it was really bad looking. The rest of the movie looks great. That looked bad. That CG looked 
Terrible. Horrible. Um, the best part was that right before that happens is that Ganoush rams her arm through Christine's mouth. Like yeah. it goes like up to oh, like, yeah, her elbow. Which is like, ah, I see why Clay is with you. <laughs> yeah, I see why he doesn't leave her. <laughs> <laughs> like she may be crazy, <laughs> but when I say crazy, I mean uh, crazy. <laughs> what do you mean? She swallows my arm. It's sick. It's so cool. Like, what'd you think I meant? <laughs> it's like, oh, nothing. Don't worry this about it. This is PG thirteen. What are you thinking, <laughs> pervert? <laughs> oh, what the fruit? <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, th- that's the thing about it though is that Sam Raimi. Always makes his movies so goofy and Which is all that. Fun, though. Where there's it's a lot fun. of like slapstick and there's always things that get like audience reactions. And we went to Q and A once at Spooky Empire when Sam Raimi was there and listened to him talk. And he w- was saying how he's not a fan of horror. Um, and you know, you read Bruce Campbell's book, um, "If Chins Could Kill." We talked about them. None of them are horror guys. Like they were all like Three Stooges fans, like slapstick comedy fans. And, like, making a horror film was just, like, the cheapest, easiest thing to do that they knew would get, like, an audience reaction. And that's what Sam Raimi likes to do and why he likes working in horror, even though he's like, I don't watch horror movies. Like, they they scare scare me. me. Like, I I have no tolerance for horror films. Um, But he knows how to make an audience react. So he'll put something completely ridiculous or slapsticky or over the top. And it's kind of that cartoonish nature in his films at work, right? Right. Like, all his movies have that very, like, cartoony, like, goofy kind of manner to them. Especially as they go on, like look at Evil Dead Two, look at Army of Darkness. If you watch the Spider Man films, oh yeah, like Dark Man, whatever. Like there's always kind of this, like cartoon nature to them, where it's like really over the top and. But and it makes it interesting to watch. Even his extras, he has like have the craziest reactions ever and stuff. Like everything's so silly, but he he leans into it so much that it works. Yeah. So whenever I agree. so whenever an anvil is just hanging. Inside of a shed, you let it go. You're just like, all right, why not? You like let this it movie's go, been so like the anvil. goofy the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, so she goes to sell all this stuff, and the pawn shop's like, "Look, I'll give you like three thousand bucks." And she's like, "Are you kidding? Like that's not nearly enough." And she's panicking. And, and she's like, "Oh, great, you're screwing me over on money at a pawn shop." Another gypsy curse. <laughs> You're just a modern <laughs> day gypsy. Curse. How dare you? Eastern European curse. G- Eastern European curse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, man, I am a fucking terrible podcast host. Uh, we both are. Too. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I just do editing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so she gets back and she's just sitting there in the most stereotypical way eating ice cream <laughs> because you know in t- the early 2000s uh as we all know women were exactly the same and did the same thing this wasn't the early 2000s uh, this 2009 it was, it was, it was almost the aughts <laughs> yeah um so she's eating ice cream and justin long comes in he's like i thought you were lactose intolerant she's like i am and it's like <laughs> She, is that a joke? Like she's one gay best friend away <laughs> from being a complete like '90s woman stereotype yeah. in a romantic comedy. Um, so then he sits down. And he's like, "Look, I don't know what I believe anymore, but I know you believe in this, and I paid for it. You mm-hmm. can get this ritual done." Which is like, 
good boyfriend material. She's like, I just sold all my shit. <laughs> Why did you do this before? Like, <laughs> but again, like, I mean, even if he paid for the rest of it, that's a lot of money. <laughs> like, yeah, 10000 Yeah, I mean, even now, yeah, it's like, what? Still like six thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah, something like that. I don't just, know. You like, just had that money lying around. Jesus Christ! Like um, I feel like if I had to pay that much, like I'm broke. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm in IT. I'm like, me too, and I'm fucking broke. Well, Louis Vuitton, <laughs> and I they don't pay me shit. Like, um, so she goes to this house, and where the ah. I have to call back to the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> I totally forgot. Well, I figured you just had to call back once you got here. Yeah, well, at the very beginning I mean, of the movie. I don't think it really matters that much because... Well, she mentions it, though. She, that, that's all it is, though. It's not yeah, like... Yeah, okay, fuck like, it. Like, I'm the not scene gonna... happens and it's fuck like... Fuck it, you can watch it. Oh, there's a, there a whole payoff to this beginning scene, but there really isn't. It just kind of sets up what would happen. If, yeah, if... But, like, her personal story is just like, oh, she's ran into it before. But, yeah, the beginning of the movie, it starts with this family coming to her house and saying that their son is possessed. And she's trying to do a ritual to get the demon out, and it... Drags the sun to hell. Yeah, drags the sun to hell. It doesn't work. How does that happen? Yeah. Um, very on the nose. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so they go and they start uh, doing sort of like a seance. And they bring this adorable goat in who's just smiling at the table. They hook it up to the table. so sweet. Like, are we having dinner? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> oh boy, are we having a party? He looked like a just just a normal person. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like standing so there looking cute. around. I was dying. And you're like, don't kill that goat. <laughs> Please, you already killed a kitten. And uh, so they start uh, welcoming the dead into her sp- her soul to communicate. And all these ghosts just start showing up, and yes. the lady's like, "Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here!" And they're like, "Whoa!" Like, Eastern European lady told me to leave. Well, she's Mexican, I think. No, 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 she's no, 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 no. She's she's not. The family that came to her earlier were though. Yeah. Uh she she's because she gets called. To, I can't remember the word, but it's it's a Czech word. So yeah, she she's she's Eastern, uh, European. Eastern European also. Yeah. Uh, but uh um. They they tell Christine that she has to like let the, all the darkness in so that the spirit can intertwine with her and they can speak soul to it. and they can speak to it. Um, but because of that, the doorway whenever it opens, other spirits can come in. Yeah, and she just tells them to fuck off and they leave. Yeah, they're just like, oh, all right, you're right. When oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> when, I, when was just holding a trombone? <laughs> they're like, oh, sorry, wrong number. And like, oh, it's it's no problem. <laughs> yeah, they were scary for like two seconds, like. Rawr! Like a little jump scare happens, and there's like, leave. They're like, oh yeah, right. Sorry, <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't get paid that much. Yeah. <laughs> um. So eventually, the demon possesses the woman, and she starts speaking as the. It's Lamia. Lamia. Yeah. And uh, says that the only thing it wants is Christian's soul, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And eventually. They're like the the woman touches the goat and the thing the goat starts talking. He's like, "You fuckers! No, you tried to trick me!" Yeah. And they're like, "Kill the goat! Kill the goat!" And he goes to kill the goat and he misses and hits the rope that was holding the goat. <laughs> and the goat starts fucking this boy up. It bites his fucking hand open. Yeah. Um. And uh, 
transfers his spirit because of that. Yeah, and it transfers him. its spirit into the guy, and yeah. he's floating around screaming cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> if you've watched it and you've seen this scene, it totally sounds like he's running around <laughs> screaming he cheese pizza. He was just very pizza. hungry. That's, that's all Mia wanted. Cheese like, pizza! Cheese pizza! <laughs> if anybody, anybody thinks, like, if we just order cheese pizza right now, this would be fine. It's like, oh, you know, you're fine. We're good. <laughs> oh, we have pizza? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need your soul anymore. Yeah. See you guys later. <laughs> He's He's on a skateboard and rides off. He's like, wait, this is five star. I wanted Papa John's. (laughs) Um, So eventually it, the spirit leaves him because the woman touches him again and the woman falls dead. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Oh my God, it's done. I'm, I'm free. Finally. Not thinking, Oh my God, I just helped kill a woman. (laughs) She's just like, Oh, I'm free. Yay. (laughs) And he's like, uh, no, No. (laughs) that's not how that works. We were literally just doing that to talk to him and transfer his body into an actual animal sacrifice. instead of you just killing cats like a crazy person, (laughs) which by the way, you forget to mention what's the cat's name. What was the kitty's name before? Oh, Hibisco? Hebaku. Hebaku. Yeah. Which is, you says a demon. Actually. Yeah. Which is weird that she named her cat that. And, uh, irony. <laughs> no, that was the parents' cat. Oh, I thought it was her no, cat. No, that was the parents' cat. Oh, was it? Yeah. Why would they name it that then? I don't know, because, fuck it, it's spooky. Um, yeah. <sighs> so he's like, all right. Here's the deal. Yeah, just you got to take this. You button take the that button that that the curse is on, and you just have to gift it to somebody. You have to give it to him. Uh, she's like, "Why do you tell me this before?" It's like because if you give the button to him, uh, they get this tortured curse in hell for and, all eternity. Yeah, you're really gonna fuck their whole world up, like, and com- also, like the worst you can do. <laughs> Like, it's pretty much me telling you to murder somebody. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't want to do that. It's like, I wanted to see if you were just going to be one of those people that passes it off to literally anyone. <laughs> or just hand it to me. I'm like, oh, God damn it. No, I don't want it. <laughs> um, I told you about this. You can't hand it back to me. So she's like, okay, okay. Can I give it to somebody who's deceased? And he was like, from what I'm reading. <laughs> in well, this, no, that's what happens at first. In this <laughs> idiot's guide to the occult, it says yes. <laughs> um, Occultism for idiots. <laughs> the big dum-dum's guide, too. Do they still make those for idiot books? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she, so she goes to the diner first, though. Yeah. Well, 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 she's driving home with Clay. Yeah. Because Clay dropped her off. And... She, she thinks, thinks she, sees, she lost the envelope. She with the thinks she sees Gam, uh, Miss Ganoush. And so she tells uh, Justin Long to hit the brakes, which he does. And her envelope falls out of her purse, along with a lot of other papers. They all hit the ground. Turned out it was just some random old man that was crossing the road in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and she picks up the envelope and she's like, okay, cool. I found it. She goes into a diner and she's like, looking around at different people to hand it off to. And so she sees like a fam. She's like, no. And then she sees this like girl and guy that, uh, it seems like the girl's like leaving her boyfriend for another guy or some shit. Yeah. Um, like looking around and then she sees this like decrepit old man. She's like, good. I'm gonna give it to him. And she starts walking over there. And then the most adorable old lady drops off a little piece of pie for him. He's like, Oh my goodness, this is so special. I love that we love each other so much. And she's like, motherfucker. He, <laughs> like, says, he literally says, 
what a delightful surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, you can't kill him. He's such a nice old man. He loves his old wife. Yeah. Um, and she's like, God damn it. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So she calls Stu, the guy who stole the report, because she knows everything and she knows what happened. Mm-hmm. And she starts trying to give it to him, and he's having a panic attack. He's like, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm so sorry. I All I wanted was mayonnaise on my club. And then she's like, God damn it. No, fine. I won't give it to you. And then she's like, fuck this. I'm giving it to Mrs. Ganoush. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the grave of Ganoush and exhumes the body. <laughs> yes. And tries to literally shove it down her throat. And then rain starts scene. pouring in. To the grave and the body's floating around and it still keeps ripping out her hair somehow even yeah. though she has no bald spots yes um and she finally gets out of the grave and she's like i did it like it's done i'm good and then everything seems to be going well her boss calls her and says hey i know you have that trip with your boyfriend this weekend but I found out what Stu did. He thought we wouldn't figure it out, and we found out that you did all this work, and he sabotaged it so he could get the position. So when you come in Monday, you're the new assistant manager. She's like, oh, my God, yay. Yeah, Stu, <laughs> Stu is just at home, like, eating a jar of mayonnaise, yeah. just like she was eating ice cream earlier, just eating. Ooh, like, oh. At least you're here for me, Hellman's. Me. <laughs> and... Uh, so she's like, oh, can I get this new sweater? And they're like, the store's not open, ma'am. She's like, please, I'm going on a trip, please. And she's like, fucking fine, just Jesus leave. Fuck. Here's the goddamn coat. Get out. <laughs> you and fucking asshole. You fucking jerk. We're not open for another hour, but your trip apparently is more important than the fact I'm not getting paid yet. <laughs> I just gave you this coat for free. I said, get out. <laughs> Um, also, take this curse with you. She so curses she her goes, also. She, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so she goes to the train station all excited. She's like, do you like my new coat for our trip? He's like, yeah, it's a super great coat. Like, what a coat. <laughs> She's like, I bought it so you would like it. <laughs> I made a woman really mad. <laughs> she was really upset, but I got the coat anyway. Did you notice? He's like, oh, I mean, it's a it's a coat. <laughs> I mean, it's a straight up just blue coat. Like it, it sure is. <laughs> it, it is a coat. Good job. And then he goes, Hey, you know, I think you I fucking. Can smell, I can only smell coffee. Yeah. <laughs> just said a joke. It came on my nose, and I'm just snorting coffee. Right Oh god! But um, they're like, I love you. I love you. I love you're so you, alive. I love you and your special coat. <laughs> it's blue. In fact, that coat is so special. Was, I think you left this envelope with the button in it because you grabbed my quarter that I took at the beginning of the movie. And she goes, Oh no! <laughs> And then she falls into the train tracks, and a train is coming. And instead of trying to go down and help her, he just goes, No! No! Somebody no! help! No, he doesn't even ask for help. He just goes, No! And it's like, okay, uh, get up. Like, get down there and Stop help being her. so dramatic. Yeah, You're embarrassing and, me. And then before the train even gets to him, uh, the ground opens up, and demon arms start dragging her to hell. 
And bada bing, movie over. It just shows Justin Long's face, and he's holding the button, and there's a tear streaming down his face, and he looks at the button, and then just boom, drag me to hell. Credits. Yeah. Um, Sam Raimi, in an interview recently, because they're asking during the promotion for Doctor Strange two, or Doctor Strange into the multiverse. Is that the multiverse of madness? Yes. Uh he's been doing interviews for that and stuff, and they asked him about the ending, drag me to hell. And they're like, man, so many audiences were mad. It's like, oh, yeah, I figured they would be, but I thought the ending was hilarious. It's like, that's why I did it, because I thought it was, like, the funniest way to end the film, which yeah. I have to agree, which is like, all this happens, and you're like, oh, she got away. It's like, nope. <laughs> she forgot. She got the wrong envelope. It was yeah. her boyfriend's stupid quarter. Yeah. Why would we put My it thing is, though, once you, I guess you wouldn't really notice that if it's in an envelope. It, you can feel, I feel like. I feel like it would feel different than a button. Like, you probably feel like the engraving. Ridges. You probably feel the engraving of the face on the... But I guess if you're panicking, you're not... You're just like, fuck it. Like, this is it. Yeah, but and she was holding at the diner for like a long time. Yeah, she was. You think yeah, then she would have noticed. Yeah. Because maybe if she gave it to that old man, he'd be like, what a great day. I've been <laughs> a delightful is... piece of pie and a very rare quarter. <laughs> this is worth $40,000. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's like, you know, here's also... the thing, though. If she did do that, it would have saved her. <laughs> She'd yeah. be like, oh, fuck, that's the wrong envelope. Yeah. And he's like, also, takes a breathing. I can breathe very well. Wait, does Cartwell's like, you cure me? And she's like, holy shit. Do I have superpowers? And she gets dragged down immediately. (laughs) Um, This movie is clearly inspired by another film that me and you like a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a movie from 1957 called Night of the Demon. Great movie. Um, Also released as Curse of the Demon. Um, Don't get mixed up with Night of the Demons. No, very different. The 1980s, which. Was the inspiration for the name of our podcast? And one also, a demon, great film, not plural. Demon. Yeah, but Night of the Demon or Curse of the Demon. It just one got released. It, one was a title in England, and was a title here, um, which is about a psychologist that goes. Um, there's some murders that have been happening, um, and people are saying that it's due to this occultist. And the psychologist is like, "Oh, that's that's a bunch of nonsense. Like that's all." That's all a bunch of bullshit. Like, I'm going to go disprove this. It has nothing to do with some type of demon or occultist. Like, somebody's going around murdering people. All that's a bunch of fooey. Guess what? So he goes to talk to this occultist, which the occultist in the movie is basically like a Bond villain. Like, when he goes and meets this yeah. occultist, he's dressed like a clown at, like, a party at his house, like, for, like, kids and stuff like that. And then, like, everything about him is, like, a completely like, Bond villain afterwards and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, well, if you don't believe me, well, then... Maybe I can make you a believer and gives um, a piece of cursed paper, like a little like scroll. And it kind of follows the same formula where, is it, where there's this cursed object and he has a three-day window where it's like, hey, um, in three days, you'll be killed by this demon. And is it really inspired by that, though, if Sam I, Raimi doesn't watch horror movies? Uh, but I mean, <laughs> well, he, may, he may watch old horror movies. Who yeah, knows? Maybe. Or his brother, may, Ivan. Yeah. Um. But or, he's like, or Ted. You, but you know, it's the idea of you have this curse object that you had to pass through. And you know, the movie, of course, goes from where he's a psychologist. At first, he's like, oh, this is a bunch of bullshit. But like, weird things kind of start happening. And then it's just trying them try to pass it off to somebody else. And they have this like window of time to do it in. It's a really, really good film. And oh, there's actually great. some pretty creepy scenes. There's also a, a seance scene in that as well, where a ghost 
where they talked to multiple ghosts through a uh, person, yeah, through a channeler and all that. That's a pretty creepy uh, scene and all that. Uh, but yeah, check out Curse the Demon, uh, also known as Night of the Demon. 1957. Great movie. Great film. If definitely, you like this, you'll like that. Definitely inspiration for this movie. Actually, double feature. Watch that movie and then watch Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Uh, probably make a really good double feature. But that one is uh, not talked about enough. Really great occult horror as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sam Raimi. I, I There's something about him as a director where I like all of his movies except... Spider-Man 3. Well, Spider-Man 3. And his last movie he put out. Which one is it? Oz the Great and Powerful is a oh, piece God, of shit. I mean, you can see where he was having fun with like the witch. Yeah. With like the witch stuff, he was having fun with like shooting the wicked witch of the West. Yeah. And but also the wicked witch of the East, since you see her more in this movie when she gets like all like grossed out, she looks like a fucking deadite yeah. <laughs> near the end and stuff like that. You see, that's where he's having fun. But first of all, fuck James Franco. <laughs> yeah. Who he, who he had worked with previously in the Spider-Man films. Um, fuck that guy. But also just that movie was just like, oh, fuck, this movie's such a slog to get through. I just like all the energy that Sam Raimi usually exhibits as a director is usually just out the window with that. But when you watch a movie like this, it really feels like we were saying before, after shooting those Spider-Man films, especially after doing the third one, having all the studio interference with that one in particular, him being able, being able to go to a script he wanted to do that he had on the back burner for like a long time and going and doing that. And he really has this energy of like something he would have done earlier oh, yeah. in his career, I like mean, Evil can, Dead or Army of Darkness or something like that, for sure. Um, and it's silly and it's fun. It's campy. All this stuff is campy. Uh, but if you haven't seen Drag Me to Hell, you should watch it because it is a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else to add to it? No. Okay. Well, also, uh, if you I want said to, no. If you want to know a lot of <laughs> random trivia, I didn't write a whole lot of trivia down for this or anything. But uh, go on IMDb, on the trivia section of IMDb. There is a shit ton of trivia for this movie. There are really, like, really little interesting, like, references and, like, behind-the-scenes things and stuff like that. They're in the movie. Little nods and stuff that he put in and other actors were, like, going through and stuff for it. Uh, great stuff. I mean, fucking Allison Lohman said that she had to take a shot of tequila every night to go to bed. She had to drink tequila because, like, she did all of her own stunts also in the movie. Like, really? All oh, wow. falls and all that Good stuff. She her. did it herself. So, uh yeah, there's just a lot of really cool stuff, a lot of the mythology that Sam Raimi and Ivan Raimi pulled from, including that they're both of Hungarian Jewish descent, and this having right. a lot of like you know middle you know Eastern European, middle Mid Eastern like Hungarian like type of feel, you know, all kind of like yeah, gypsy culture, all that stuff that they descended from Eastern and stuff. European culture, uh, Jippo. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, so check it out. Yeah. All right. All right. Ready for our next segment? Yep. Another curation of Blaze's Cabinet of Video Game Curiosities. All right. Just ignore that sound, guys. <laughs> I, mean, I can take it out. No, fuck that. Okay. <laughs> no, we're, we're keeping it in. You guys are getting us at our rawest. I don't think it even comes through on the recording, but... Well, now it does, because I pointed it out. Okay. <laughs> the, the computer's drunk. <laughs> the computer drank some of the hobo wine. It's fine. Okay. 
What video game are we talking about? Today we're talking about WWE Two K Twenty. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're talking about a game called Blank Frame. It is by developed by Through Tunnel, and the publisher is Behemoth Interactive. This is another one from Steam. Yes. Yeah, because honestly, on consoles and stuff, it is hard to find like new horror games all the time. Well, they're not putting out games nearly as fast. Yeah, exactly. So Steam is just a boat of great indie horror games. Okay. Um, so this game kind of has the feeling of the original PlayStation Silent Hills and such. Uh, it even kind of looks like a Silent Hill game. Mm. And you are a man who's in this apartment complex. I am. And yeah, <laughs> and starts hearing a lot of noises above him, just assuming it's the neighbors and everything like that. I do. And then eventually, a giant fridge and like wall and everything falls through the ceiling and blocks his door that does not happen to me but yeah. everything so, else is pretty accurate so he's trying to get people your your goal is to try and get people to notice you to try and get out of the room and eventually you see the uh, a young woman walking through followed by the what do you call the apartment manager i guess landlord and landlord following her and harassing her and then he tries to lay his hands on her and you as a character shout out like hey stop i i could see you i'm going to call the police and blah 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 and a little bit of rear window out and he's like fuck you yeah kind of he's like fuck you and runs away and then she's like you know thank you thank you so much like i I appreciate you helping me he's like i'm sorry to ask i know you just went through a bad experience I am trapped in here. Can you call somebody to try and get through and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I, I can go to my apartment and try. Uh, let me uh, go over there. I live in the apartment catty corner. You, you can actually see my apartment through your window. So a lot of the game takes place where you're having discussions with her through the window. Mm-hmm. You find out the phone lines have died. And while just kind of small talking, you mention all the noises and stuff that you've been hearing in the room above you and asked about the neighbors and stuff like that. And she informs you that nobody lives there. Mm. It's blocked off. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can go in that room. So, uh, eventually you find a way to break open the hole and go into the room above. And that's when the spookiness ensues yeah. and you find, uh, you know, hints of murder and hints of different things that have gone on. And, um eventually when he goes out of the apartment he's in a completely different place okay so it it's a pretty fun game it's very scary i think it's like two bucks it came out january this year oh okay so it's still relatively new yeah it's still relatively new but it is definitely worth a good playthrough nice a lot of fun is it short yeah, it's not a long game. Did you call I think page? you could probably be in like five hours. Nope, I didn't need a page for it. <laughs> oh, so it gets a zero pages out of zero one. Zero pages. <laughs> <coughs> but I highly recommend it, especially if you love like the old classic kind of horror games. Yeah. Um, it has like survival elements to it, and it also has a lot of mystery to it. Okay. So it's it's a fun game, and it's a very creative story, and uh, I don't know. I just recommend it. All right, cool. Yeah. But do you want to talk about WWE 2K2022? So WWE 2K22 is fantastic. <laughs> Probably the best video wrestling video game since like SmackDown. Shut your mouth. Damn. Yeah, it's great. 
Does it does it have like legends also on there? Yep. Yeah, it's not just like current wrestlers. Nope, it's like you old can wrestlers get also. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Oh, really? Macho Man. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Does does he have the tree attached? Yep. Okay. Good. It's not a tree. It's a two by four. He comes in through a car. A <laughs> <laughs> car in the trees, like connected to itself. <laughs> yeah, but no, there's a lot of people in there. Um, it's a fun game. Uh, it definitely has the old mechanics, which is really nice to have. It plays like an older wrestling video game. Cool. Graphics have been improved massively since the last few. Um, you can break the ring. You can do tons of different things. And now when you go to pick up a weapon, it's not randomized. It lets you go through a cycle to choose which weapon you want. Nice. So it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, reading reviews on it. We're getting, it was getting pretty decent reviews. Yeah. Uh, like all the copies are like sold out in GameStops in town. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Well, I guess that brings us to our next segment. Another edition of, sorry to burp, <laughs> another edition of Mythology Biology. All right, so what story do we have? Well, today, as we talked about earlier, we are going to talk very briefly, because there's not a ton of anything but outlines of the character, uh, about Lamia, which is the demon that is haunting the woman in Drag Me to Hell. Yes, because you had a, we kind of came up with a, or you did, came up with a different mythology biology beforehand that was a little last second as well. And then last, last second, I'm like, hey, look up to Lamia. I was like, okay, we'll <laughs> Because this will connect directly into it because that's the actual folklore That's creature. how we do. We're off the cuff. We're wild and free and We crazy. want you at, at the rawest. Like you, you want you want to listen to us completely natural, Stevia and the Raw. <laughs> completely. Alright. So Lamia in classical mythology is a female demon who devoured children. The ancient commentaries on Astrophane's piece uh, say when she was queen of Libya, who was beloved by Zeus, which if you don't know anything about Greek mythology, Zeus is a giant piece of shit. <laughs> he, sure he is, is not that fun guy it's in not the Hercules Disney. movie. <laughs> yeah. He is not that fun, happy dad. He is a piece of shit rapist. He rapes a lot. He does. Hercules a- Hercules is, is, is the son of a rape, actually, in yep. <laughs> Greek mythology. So... Uh, when Hera robbed her of her children and from Zeus's union, Lamia killed every child she could to get into power. Athena's mothers used her as a threat to frighten naughty children. Flavius Philostrophes, life <laughs> of Apollonius of Tyna, described her as a fiend who, in the form of a beautiful woman, seduced young men in order to devour them. John Keats Lamia, 1819, was inspired by reading Philostratus's story in Robert Burton's Anatomy Melancholy. And a lot of them post them almost kind of like a gorgon, kind of. Mm. Like it has the, the snake tail and the top of a woman. So it's... So they don't know. It's like, wow, you're a beautiful woman. Wait is, a second. Something's not right. It is, extremely, <laughs> it is extremely different from what is portrayed in Drag Me to Hell. Yes. So... But yeah, that's what it is, and that's the only article I could find on it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's known for um, the Lamia in Greek mythology is known for avenging 
like the people that are wronged or yeah. people that had been killed unjustly or whatever. It's kind of like a spirit of vengeance. Uh, kind of like in the movie where it's like, oh, like you completely, you completely insulted this person and everything. Now this creature gets revenge on you. And yeah, my yeah. guess is that it kind of derives. It is Greek and so drags him to hell. <laughs> it probably is derived from uh, Lamushta from Babylonian mythology, mm-hmm. because Lamushta was this giant creature that would uh, be used to curse people to uh, devour unborn children. Right. And in a weird twist of events, the way people protected themselves from Lamushta was uh, amulets of Pazuzu. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. So Exorcist. Pazuzu would actually <laughs> guard them from Lamushta. Yeah. So he wasn't always Captain Howdy. Yes. Sometimes he was Captain Happy. But he wasn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't, he didn't get referred in The Exorcist as Pazuzu until the second one, right? Uh, in the well, first one. I mean, they show an exact statue of him at the very yeah, first Yeah, but they don't one. say the name until the they second one, right? They don't say the right? name, no. That no, is... they do. They do. Do they? Yeah, they, he mentioned, the archaeologist mentions what the statue is. Okay, yeah. Because remember, for sure, in the second one, because it possesses one person. is like, I am Pazuzu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the second one's terrible. Actually, funny enough... Third uh, one's good. Martin Scorsese likes Exorcist 2 more than Exorcist 1. He's, he's wrong. out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Most things I agree with, Martin Scorsese, I think he's, um, of course, he's an incredible director. Yeah, Incredible mind. But that, he's like, no, I like Exorcist 2 more than Exorcist 1. I'm like, how? How the fuck do you like? That's the worst one out of the three. Like, you said that about Exorcist 3. I would completely understand because Exorcist 3 is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was talking to Chris about it, uh, Monkey. Yeah. And he was like... Um, Dude, I watched The Exorcist for the first time because, you know, he's starting to dabble his toe in the horror movies because yeah. I always never shut up about him. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I thought I was going to be really scared, but he was like, it, it was kind of hokey. I'm like, you know, that movie's like 50 years old. Yeah, right? it's in the 70s. <laughs> like, the, movie's, the movie's so amazing. No, it's, and, and he even said, he was like, yeah, he's like, I can imagine at the time, like, this was like the scariest thing. I'm like, it's still a great movie, though. And he's like, yeah, no, it's not bad. He's just like, came off kind of hokey when you watch it as somebody who's never seen it before in this day and age well yeah I mean, and i'm like welcome uh, to old horror movies yeah, over time buddy. you can desensitize to yeah. different things and stuff i still think that you know as as the, the scary thing now about that movie isn't so much about the demons or you know the possession or anything like that it's about the losing of faith and losing of what you believe in yeah it's like everything that's revolving around Karis. And then getting, Which is why Father Karras and is, stairs terrifying. Yeah, right. I actually well, visited a lot of that staircase in, in all. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, I mean, in awesome. Washington. I, yeah, I went to that staircase. Uh, and that's why Father Karras is probably my favorite horror character of all time. I have time. no pictures of it. But uh, he, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, it's really about like the more interesting parts of it, and the more horrific things, or more things that you connect to the older you get. It isn't so much about the possession and all like the effects and stuff, which I think still holds up. But it's more about like just losing yourself and what you believe in. Yeah. Not scarier, more real to me than anything. So, um, I guess that's all. Yeah, I think so. So next week, double feature, maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll see how much material we can get. Uh, from. <sighs> Come on, vampires. Vampires. And, and what's the other one? Death Spa. Oh yeah, Death Spa. Well, I've seen Death Spa before with Ken Forey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's always good. Uh, so that'll be next week, probably. And if we can't get enough material of vampires, then the main topic will just be Death Spa. We're going to get material. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. 
We're gonna have <laughs> these two movies that don't go together, except for Vampires be. is a cheap, cheap, black, uh, vampire film. I don't know if it's made by a black filmmaker or not, or it if it's is. just okay. Thank God. I'm like, is this just stereotyping a culture? Like, no, no, no. It's it's a black. Film okay. Um, and you know, Death Ball and Death Ball has a black character in it. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there's the there's the connection. I guess I don't. Whatever. <laughs> Ken Forey is a national treasure. <laughs> and I met him. He's very, very nice. Um, but that's what we'll talk about next week. See, here's the thing that I was going to say. Well, maybe I should say it next week because I have an idea for what we need to do the week after. And I yeah, don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But it's a movie that we've been meaning to watch together for a while. And it's one of the first horror movies that got me into horror. Remember, it's the first one of the first horror movies I watched all the way through. Uh, so... Well, we may do that in two weeks. Yeah. But next week, yes, Death Ball and Vampires, because you got a whole bunch of VHS tapes recently, and you want to burn through them. I sure do. But if you have a request of another movie you want us to watch Don't or do review it. or want to do... Let me do this. <laughs> what? Let me do this. Oh, that the episode? Don't request for this week. It'll be a week oh, or no, two no, no, after. No, I know that. And I mean, yes, yeah. But you do want to send in a request. We will do it. As you can tell, this episode is a request. That so was last episode. Yes. So, um, just like Andy requested Drag Me to Hell, Andy, who we do not know. Some random mystery, Andy. Just a random, <laughs> random person. He's not our friend for a long time. <laughs> yeah, not Andy, who we love. Just some random person that turned it in just because it was a fan that we made off of our hard work and no- nothing else. That's it. Yes. But oh. this person <laughs> requested Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> and... We did it. So if you have a request or a question. We're begging you. <laughs> or a question or a concern or a comment or whatever. We'll also answer questions on the show. Whatever. We haven't had a question in a while. You can send it to us on bladedapplespod at gmail.com. All one word. Um, you can also reach us on the Instagram, of course. That's what we do most of our business through. And we also have the Facebook, which we've been using a little bit more. Just find us Blade Apples Podcasts on there. We're very active on Instagram. Yeah. So reach out to us. Oh, and we may have that. Uh, hopefully, we can set up that interview. The interview with. Yeah, yeah. We got to reach out for uh, who, from somebody that, that worked on an independent horror film recently. Should and we mention it or wait? Uh, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. yeah. But we, we hope to do that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, uh, if, if you like the episode, then share it with somebody. Somebody you like. Somebody you hate. Some random child on the street. I don't know. <laughs> So they can hear the part you we talk about sacrificing an, children. You can give this to them in an envelope and they will be dragged to hell with us. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. For a lot of people, this is like being dragged to hell. <laughs> That's what every one of our listeners say. Like, I don't know why I listen to this anymore. And I don't know why you do either. I keep thinking it'll get better. <laughs> no. 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 It doesn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can reach us on there. Share it with a friend if you like oh, it. Oh, and also, if you have an idea for a segment, we're open to that. Because our friend, I mean some random person <laughs> not named Brittany, totally recommended Mythology Biology, which we started doing. <laughs> yeah. But it was some random person named Brittany who we've never met in our lives. It's not, it's not Brittany Reeves, who we know. For years. It's just a random fan that we made through our hard work and dedication of making 28 episodes of this podcast. Yeah. And barely but promoting 30s, it until recently. You know what? Like, we would love a lot of suggestions for episode 30 because we wanted to do something special for 30. 
Yeah. Just Why? like just like when we turned thirty. Yeah. Remember remember the special things we did? Yeah. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I COVID did. was still at a height at that time. Yeah, you know, you were kind of screwed. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I did. I, I went to Joe Bob's Jamboree yeah, later on in the year, cool. which is kind of my birthday gift to myself. But I didn't do anything with my 38th birthday, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you, we went to Halloween Horror Nights and Spooky Empire, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a good weekend. So that's what we're going to do for our 30th episode of <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Spooky Empire. We're going to record a 30th episode until October. Uh, but yeah, so if you like it, share it. If you don't, then don't. Hans Zimmer, fight us. Hans Zimmer, get some bitch. You don't want you don't want the smoke. Catch these hands. You don't want the smoke. You don't deserve that award. <laughs> we challenge you. Winner takes the Oscar. Winner takes the Oscar. <laughs> Winner Oscar takes the Oscar. Oscar award winning podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we beat Hans Zimmer to death and for this Oscar. It's soaked and caked in blood. <laughs> get some. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Thanks to Stefan Mize. Check him out on Instagram. He, uh, thanks for doing the art for the show. He did our logo. Stefan Mize, check him out on Instagram under his name or Crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor, which is where he tattoos out of in Ocala. Awesome guy. Great tattoo artist. Loves horror. Get something done by him. And thanks to Blaze for being a great co-host um, and editing everything and, and being here. I am here. And it is very hard to get me out of the house. And all that. Yeah, I, I had to leave a trail of treats to my door <laughs> to get him out of his house. Oh, Mario. Yeah. Oh, Mario. <laughs> Tears like dirt. It's on the ground. <laughs> but until next time. I'm still eating it. <laughs> you, have, you have anything to add? No. Nah. All right. See you later, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> until next time. Remember every day is Halloween. So please, add accordingly, you motherfuckers. Bye. Bitch.